when you come to Beer and Hymns, you don't have to know a single person there. Somebody's going to invite you to sit at their table. You're going to make a friend that night. I mean, it is such a um, community-building event where just even if there's 30 people in a small tap room, it becomes a community that night. What's up, listeners? My name is Ken Weatherford. Welcome to Laugh at the Darkness, a podcast full of stories of goodness, light, laughter, and love, brought to you by BeerAndHymns.com. Each month we'll highlight the work of a different charity, try out a new drink or two, and hear stories from people doing amazing things that make the world a little bit better. So I invite you to kick back and relax with your favorite beverage, or simply go for a walk as we laugh at the darkness together. So we're sitting down today with uh, Jody Dilday. Jody Dilday works with the Arkansas Community Foundation uh, and uh, was was introduced to to beer and hymns by by way of some mutual friends. Uh, and I kept hearing about her every time I would uh, mention her name as she started coming to other other people. And and, and people said, "Oh man, you've got to get her involved. She is amazing." Uh, and Lo and behold, she joined our board, and and here today, uh, it's so good to sit down with you, Jody, uh, as as our chair uh, for Beer and Hymns today, uh, and uh, just just got started in January with that role, so we're we're just getting rolling. We haven't even hosted our first event yet this year. Uh, gonna go sit down this this coming Sunday for Beer and Hymns Share the Love. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Laugh at the Darkness. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tell us about. Uh, your experience with beer and hymns, why why you you got involved? I mean, yeah, you got an invitation, but w- you 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 quickly uh, started coming regularly. Yeah. yeah, it's a very habit forming to to come to beer and hymns. You walk away going, I want to do that again. Yeah, yeah. So um, friend and friend told me about it and said, well, you know, they serve beer, so I thought of you. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I do love a good beer. And, and I love the atmosphere that we foster at mm. Beer and Hymns, just a sense of community and a sense of belonging. And that is so tangible when you're at a Beer and Hymns event that you leave thinking, I leave thinking, how long until that I get to do this again? Like I'm starting to count down the days, and so um, yeah, it just you had me at hello the very first uh, time I was. I, I think that that was back in the days when um, there was like one on Sunday, four, and then the we? following it was like in, in Springdale just a few days later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We would. Yeah. We had a. We had a, a Thursday night spot in, yeah. in Fayetteville and in Springdale. And we had a Sunday night in Tawny Town and Bentonville, and uh, yeah, we were uh, yeah <laughs> we were busting it back then. I, it was too much, but <laughs> so I went to my first beer and hymns, and then you know a few days later turned around and went to the next one in Springdale and invited my parents and invited my good friends Jim and Kathy yeah, yeah, and started yeah. to just build and bring friends along. And then um, I I noticed right away that the the attendance was really significant in Bentonville and a lot lighter in Springdale. And so I've kind of felt that that's been my role to play is to try and um, spread the love, spread the word in Washington County and get more folks attending. And so um, the week before the event, I would just shamelessly invite everybody who was friends of mine on Facebook. I'd be like, Hey, Lisa. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Julianne. <laughs> Let's all go to this uh, together. And lo and behold, uh, a few people started accepting that invitation, and it goes yeah. grows from there. Yeah. So, um, the, it's it's been such a fun thing, and and I I really kind of miss some of those smaller venues, honestly. Um, the simplicity of, of them, and you know, it would be. Uh, often me and uh, another singer, whether that was Casey or or Ashley or, or Amy, uh, joining me, and and often just joined by Matt and on piano and and Sam on harmonica or something. You know, just and really simple. in that little corner just, under the oh, stairs man. at Puritan. I mean, oh, yeah. like you could hardly move back there. <laughs> no, that was the tightest I think I've <laughs> ever set up. We we somehow crammed five people into what had to be no more than a ten by ten square. 
Uh, and that was with amps and speakers and keyboards and guitars. <laughs> like, I have the best we were video on top from that night, too. Um, there was a group of college students who I don't think knew what was happening. No, because I, I talked to that group. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and you guys started singing This Little Light of Mine, and those oh, kids yeah. were getting down. They got into <laughs> it. They were from a little school. They weren't actually from Fayetteville. Okay. Um, they had come down to Fayetteville from a, a college up in Missouri. Uh, I couldn't tell you where. Um, but you know, it was like an hour, hour and a half yeah. drive, but they would come down to the big city, <laughs> uh, and, and have fun and, and, and get to go out. So that was a, that was a fun night. I remember that. So let's, let's back up though, Jody, we start with who, who are you? What, like, what is it you do? I, I said you work for the Arkansas Community Foundation, but that doesn't mean anything to anybody that's listening. What, tell us about that and, and you know, what, what you're bringing to the table. Sure. Uh, well, I've spent most of my career in nonprofit, in fundraising specifically, and Arkansas Community Foundation is a place that um, works with people who are generous and have nonprofits that they care about supporting, and we make it easy for them. We make it um, simple and efficient and easy record keeping, and uh, we our tagline is smart giving to improve communities. So when somebody wants to support a nonprofit organization, I help them find the best way to do that. Mm. Either that be from a tax point of view or it be from, you know, what do they have to give? Should it be their time or their advocacy or their financial resources? So I say I'm a philanthropy concierge and I get to play <laughs> matchmaker between generous people and good causes. So uh, philanthropy concierge. Yes, I'm going to have that embroidered <laughs> on a throw pillow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, so that's that's what I do, and then I say I'm kind of just a chronic volunteer. Um, I have always been interested in serving the community in some way, or I just can't say no to things. I don't know. So a longtime member of the uh, Fayetteville Northside Rotary Club, which is all about service. And, you know, I've worked in some of America's premier um, service organizations like the American Red Cross. And so mm -hmm. volunteers and people who give their time are my favorite kind of people. Mm. So I just want to spend my career working with those kind of people. Mm. Are you from the area? Like is... is Fayetteville or, or Northwest Arkansas, this is home? home I'm or? not originally from Fayetteville, uh -huh, yeah. but I have lived here now for a very long time, 32 yeah. years. Yeah. So yeah, practically yeah. native. I was here long before this big boom that we're still underway. So oh I moved goodness, here yeah. in uh, 1989 when I was wow. in high school. I won't tell you how old I was. So yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> so not only am I the only Washington County board member, I am by far the oldest board member Is that <laughs> as true? well. Uh, yeah. Yes. Maybe not, not anymore. Say by far. Maybe not anymore. No, yeah. But I, I, don't, I was. I don't think so. Yeah, you, you, you were, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> well, not when people that. make these little digs, like, you want me to tell you how old I was in 1989? <laughs> you know you're the oldest person in the room. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I'll, I'm coming up. Uh, well, this is this will be out, like, just in time for my... My next birthday, so I, I get. Is to it a run. milestone birthday? It's a milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. <laughs> so, uh, um, I can remember my parents celebrating their fortieths with their friends growing up, and uh, they they were quite cruel. I feel like they they had a casket. Yeah. Uh, and they an old timey wheelchair from like the eighteen hundreds. I have no idea where this came from, but it was like a family heirloom from somebody, I think. And they would pass this around to to all their the houses whenever, you know, somebody had a birthday. And I think it ended up mom was one of the younger of the group. So she got and stuck with the wheelchair? Got, yeah, there was one more below her, but like she, we had it in the house for like three years running because mm -hmm. dad was there and then I think it left for like a, a few months and then came back and then just stayed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully my friends are not quite as... Uh, so that is yeah. no longer considered over the hill. The milestone birthday oh, you're about to reach. See, that is no longer over no, the hill, Mark. No, no, That's no. good to know. I think That's it's, great. I think it's like 70 now. 70 is now yeah. over the hill. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. I hope my parents don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, same, same for mine. They're, they've, they've just gone over the hill a second <laughs> time. <laughs> um I, I, I feel like I know some of the answers to this, but I just I, I think that the, the audience should hear the answers to this. Favorite music genre, favorite artist. 
I know that one. That's easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe, oh, well, in some of the favorite nonprofits that, that we have Ooh, worked with. Okay, that. that's really hard to say. Oh, and uh, maybe, but, maybe a favorite nonprofit that we haven't even, and, yeah. and that you feel like, you know, why, why aren't we doing this one, Ken? Come on. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with the easy ones first and think about the favorite nonprofit. I will probably get... Uh, I'm a, I'm a terrible interviewer. I gave you like four questions. I'll get there. terrible. <laughs> I'll be, people will be like, why didn't you say our nonprofit? Favorite musical, favorite music artist by far, Glenn Hansard. Yeah. Um, Irish singer, songwriter it, from the movie Once, Oscar winning. Amazing. Um, Any time he gets into the tri-state area, I'm on the road. I'm going to go see him. Mm-hmm. He's just absolutely my favorite. You saw him during the pandemic, yeah? Only on Instagram. I mean, I mean, I've just been watching him. He he's uh, not traveled or toured. No, no, but like like the early days though, I felt like it was you that pointed it out to me because he uh, early in the pandemic when we when we all felt like we were in this together, right? You know, but Glenn was holed up in in his house in his mm-hmm. in his home in Ireland, uh, and it was like a shared home with a couple other songwriters, and then like next door to a couple others or something like that. And they would get together and play in the yard and, and kind of keep their social distance or they would, one would sit inside of a home mm-hmm. and they would open the window and the other would sit out and they would just sit there and, and play a song or two for us. And I, I don't know. There yeah. was, there, there's just something about his voice and, and, and everything else. I, I loved watching those videos. Yeah. Instagram Live was his friend. He took a long time to figure it out. <laughs> he had <laughs> he has a very much younger girlfriend who was showing him how to do it, plus his niece, I think. Um, but he, yeah, I, I feel like his music was the balm that mm. soothed me in the early days when, you know, mm. there was so much anxiety and just knowing that he was feeling that same thing and yeah. doing what he could with his gift yeah. um, to make people feel better yeah it was it was uh powerful stuff mm-hmm. so yeah, it was good it was yeah good. uh favorite, favorite artist sorry right? favorite, favorite musical genre? genre i just don't know i mean it's i mean i love broadway show tunes you know modern stuff not the old stuff i like um obviously like americana and um the roots festival is a favorite of mine in mm. fayetteville so i enjoy that kind of music um yeah I, uh, it, it, I'm, it's it's crazy. Like I'm a faithful uh, fan of American Idol. You know, like I love just really now, random. Now I might have stuff. a little judgment for you in that. I but love that's... that competition show. I think it's so entertaining. Um, so yeah, musical genre. Of course, I, I'm an '80s girl, so I love the '80s. Yeah. You know, some good stuff. Favorite nonprofit, boy. Favorite one that we've worked with. Oh yeah. Um, How about favorite one that Beer and Hims has worked with? Because that. You you're, you're, you're you, you work with way too position. many, so that's that yeah. that might be dangerous for you to say. Yeah, yeah. I think you know um, a really important nonprofit that people sometimes don't want to talk about or don't want to even consider is the Children's Safety Center mm-hmm. um, in Washington County. That's I've got two good friends that work there. They have worked there for a decade or longer. Um, I have a good friend who's the chairman of the board who mm. has been there, I want to say, 20 years as mm-hmm. a volunteer. Um, it's just really critically important that, that those services come into play. Going back to my earliest career, I was a child welfare worker really? for the Department of Human Services. Okay. We did not have a children's safety center then. Yeah. So when kids, when there was a um, suspicion of abuse or neglect, those kids would be interviewed and then they would have to go probably tell their story again yeah. to the police Nine, and then tell ten, their story again times, to yeah. somebody else. And so you're, that traumatizes a child over and over and over. So the fact that a children's safety center takes a multidisciplinary approach and all the important parties that need to know what's going on come to the child. And it's, that happens once. The interview is you know recorded and it's ob- observed and the child can tell that story one time and then begin to heal. Mm-hmm. So um, critically important. So that's a that's an important nonprofit. I, um, you know, it was that. I'm really glad you highlighted that one. I feel like because we last year kind of stumbled into getting to work with them, um, really last minute. Uh, for that matter, we we, uh, we had a charity fall through for for November, 
uh, and and one of our uh, great sponsors, First National Bank of Northwest Arkansas, uh, right at the same moment, you know, said, "Hey, we're doing this thing with the the Children's Advocacy Center of Benton County and the Children's Safety Center of Washington County." So, basically, kind of the same organization. They fall under a, a larger umbrella, um, and so doing very very similar work. And so they were kind of partnering together and. I just I I had had so many people over the years tell me, Ken, come to this thing, come get to know the children's advocacy or the children's safety, and, and they kept trying to encourage that, and it just never worked out. Um, and I really didn't know what they were about, and and learning that and hearing those stories is still one of my uh, one of the most powerful interviews that I've ever given. Not that I've had that many yet, but <laughs> um, but hearing the stories uh, and and what they're doing to support children. Uh, who are abused in, in all kinds of ways, and we don't, uh, I won't get into any detail in this, uh, that way we don't need to present a trigger warning or anything, but um, yeah, I, I think you're a thousand percent right for highlighting that one. Yeah. Um, they're a great, great org and doing wonderful if work. If you ever get an opportunity to go see their space, you have to make arrangements and go because obviously they're protecting the confidentiality of the children, but um, you can tour their facility and one of the really unique aspects of their work is that as the children leave, um, each one is invited to paint their hand and leave their handprint on the wall. Mm-hmm. And the kids, when they do that, look around this enormous space and see all the handprints covering almost every square inch of that place. And they realize in that moment, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Other kids have been through this too. And mm-hmm. it's really powerful. Um, so, yeah, good work there. What do you, when you look at Beer and Hymns today, um, where, where do you see us going? Um, you know, and I, and I want to follow what we were just talking about with this question, I feel like, because that's, that's what to me is so great about Beer and Hymns is we get to work with the difference makers in our communities, right? We, we get to play a small part of the massive difference that they're making in our community. I love what I do, and we need, we, we need your support. Hey, if, if you want to give to Beer and Hymns, we need your support. If you want to sponsor Beer and Hymns, we need your support. Reach out to us. Uh, please get involved. Um, but I, I fully recognize that what we do, it's about bringing the community together. But the real work of, of making a difference in individual lives is taking place in these other organizations that we're getting to support. Um, and, and so back, back to the question. <laughs> Where do you see us going? And what, what is it about Beer and Hymns in that conversation that you, you see as unique to us that, that we can make a difference? You know? Let's see. I might have to pause for a moment. Think about that. Um, yeah. You know, I think every nonprofit organization, every business, every entity sees growth, growth, growth as uh, the be all end all, get bigger and do more. And I want to do that in terms of I want to be able to serve more nonprofits and raise more money. And I want to do all of those things, but keeping the essence of what we're currently doing, which is mm. when you come to Beer and Hymns, you don't have to know a single person there. Somebody's going to invite you to sit at their table. Mm. You're going to make a mm. friend yeah. that night. I yeah. mean, it is such a um, community building event where just even if there's 30 people in a small tap room, it becomes a community that night. And so I want to see us, you know, continue to foster that spirit of community while at the same time, you know, in supporting our larger community, yeah. supporting the nonprofit community, supporting the community of children who are being uh, served or the, serving the community of the, that has Down syndrome or serving the community that is uh, LGBTQ, you know, whatever yeah. community, whatever nonprofit we're there to serve, I want us to be able to do that, you know, more and, and raise more funds and at the same time have them become a part of our community and feel that spirit and that sense of community within the beer and hymns, uh, evening. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's that joy of being able to make a difference in the community, but simultaneously 
it's not just about the giving to those charities that are making such an amazing impact, but God, we live in a divided world, don't we? Right. And and it is hard enough in in this you know day and age, this uh, you know uh, post internet age that um, to to make friends, to 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 reach out, to get beyond oneself and and one's own mindset. Um, and and beer and hymns really offers a wonderful way, uh, you know, to to do that. We we are able to to juxtapose, um, you know polar viewpoints and 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 hold them together in such a way uh where they go oh wait 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 we're we're we both care about our community right and we can do that together right. <laughs> you know like that to me is the magic of beer and hymns i i, I can remember you know always saying because we we got started in in 16 and you know wherever you fall on the political spectrum there's no denying that the last two major national elections have been very divisive mm-hmm. of, of our nation, mm-hmm. right? And you, you come to these events and there are people who voted this way or that way or or didn't vote at all because they wanted nothing, you know, like they couldn't see themselves in either candidate, whatever that might be. They find a place to come together at Beer and Hymns. Uh, and and that, to me, I think is one of the, the most, uh, I'm going to call it sacred pieces of who we are. Um, there There is something beautiful and good uh of just that alone uh and that and you know and that to me when when you look around the landscape of beer and hymns we're we are fairly unique in that we're raising money for nonprofits. um i don't know if we were 100 percent the first one and so i'm not going to try to make that claim but we don't there's not a lot of other communities that are doing that piece of it and, and in its purest form and, and in reading about it and coming to this idea to even start this up and five, six years ago, um, it's mostly just hymns only. No cover songs, right? An hour long and, uh, you know, 30, 50, 60 people getting together in a pub and singing songs. And that, to me, was beautiful enough in and of itself mm-hmm. because it is about that bringing people together mm-hmm. um, and just kind of fostering a sense of community. Um, that exists, I think, in beer and hymns wherever you find it, whether it's Hong Kong, uh, or or the UK, or California, or or right here in Arkansas. Um, that's that's the essence of what beer and hymns is about. Yeah. Well, you took a really great idea and just made it two times better by <laughs> interspersing the secular song, so there's something for everybody, and then the nonprofit uh, support as well. That's that's really cool. Well, let me at least give some credit to Chad Markley, all right? Uh, okay. Chad, Chad Markley, great song leader for Beer and Hymns out in Orange County, California. If I'm not mistaken, they're one of the largest communities in the world. Uh, he and uh, blogger Kristen Howerton uh, lead that one together, and uh, we were so fortunate that he joined us for our first Beer and Carols oh, cool. uh, back in 2016. And, and he said, oh, yeah, hey, man, you need to try this after-hour party thing. And what we do is we'll do an hour of hymns mm-hmm. and then they were doing an hour set of cover stuff afterwards and so we we tried that out as soon as we could a couple of months later uh and we loved the concept we we changed it by intermingling the songs rather than doing an hour of one thing and an hour of another but you know uh that's been another beautiful part of beer and hymns is is making connections with other groups around the country um you know we even got the beer and from somebody who originally uh, was a part of it uh, in the UK, uh, and he sold it to us, and it, we've been able to make these connections with these other communities around, and and we learn from each other and, and feed each other, and yeah. So it's a community that night at the sing along, and then it's a larger community. So I'm th- sitting there thinking, well, I'm going to Austin this week. Oh yeah, Gotta I should go it. find yeah, the beer and hymns yeah. in Austin. We should, yeah. I should go check it out. It's kind of like if you're a member of the Rotary Club, you go visit <laughs> Rotary, whatever town you're vacationing in. <laughs> Man, yeah, we need to do that. I, I really want to go to Wild Goose Festival one of these days and go to their beer and hymns event that they do there because that's one of like the first ones. Amy Grant okay. sang at, okay. the, at a beer and hymns tent at Wild Goose Festival. I'm and thinking that like, every beer festival in the country should end with a beer and hymns. Oh, yes, we should I'm, definitely. This is, let's keep going. More ideas, yeah, more ideas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brewers and uh, distillers, if you're having a festival, you need to book beer and hymns. We'd love to come and hang out and have one killer night at your at your mm-hmm. festivals um, this summer. So uh, hit us up. Um, 
I feel like this would go well with motorcycle rallies too, beer and hymns. You know, they always have like a little sing-along or a little church service at the end of motorcycle rallies. Really? I think a beer and hymns at a, at a Sunday at the last day of a motorcycle rally would be brilliant. How cool is that? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you a writer? No. 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 Okay. I was like, what, what, how, I, how do well, you have knowledge of I live knowledge in Fayetteville. Bikes, oh, blues, right. and barbecue. Bikes, blues, and barbecue. I was you. at the yeah. first one ever. Uh, really? We strolled our daughter in her stroller down Dixon Street. <laughs> there were about 56 motorcycles that day. And then... Uh, I Boy, watched, it's a little bit different it today, was, isn't it? It was a little it? bit yeah. different. And then the first couple of years when it was really getting big, I worked for the American Red Cross, and we did all the trash detail for that event. Oh, wow. Really? So, yes, I have yeah. seen um, all sides of Bikes, Blues, and oh, Barbecue, but they, yeah. do have a, they do have a... They end with a worship service on Sunday. How interesting is that? Mm-hmm. I had no idea mm-hmm. that that was kind of a, a, a part of a tradition it there. It is for, part of for, it, yeah. So cool I think Beer and Hymns has a place there, too, at different That's motorcycle cool. rallies. You know, I, I, Gloria, you can edit this out if you want. <laughs> I think Beer and Hymns needs to be at Roots Fest here in Fayetteville one of these days. I, I would love to to figure out a way to make that happen, because what a... What a I, what a killer event that that exists in our community. But then to see all of those artists maybe come together uh, for a beer and hymns or something like that. I, I, oh, man, it would just be so much fun. But uh, uh, one of these days, hey, if, if somebody's listening, knows how, how we can make that happen, help us make those connections. We'd love, we'd love to, <laughs> to do that. But, you know, so you get involved. I, I want to say it was 2019 that you kind of... I think so. You know, the last few years are just a blur, but I definitely um, started coming and started coming very regularly. You know, Mm. I would leave one and go, when's the next one? I got to get it on my calendar. I got to invite more friends and and tell people about it. So um, Mm. been just started attending really faithfully. And then the next thing you know, they, you guys asked me to serve on the board, which I gladly said yes to that. I think I was the first Washington County board member. You were, and unfortunately, I think still are, and something we certainly need to work on. Yeah, um, we got to yeah. spread the love across the community. Yes, we do much more uh, than we are so far right now. Uh, but that's you're you're in that position to help us make that happen. So um, let's do that. Um, for me, you know, beer and hymns, and and you've you know, audience, y'all have got to hear me talk a bit about it, of course. But I, I try to to make these things about. Our interviewees, but this week we're we're uh, talking about beer and hymns. We're just we're we're talking about what we're doing, who we are, what we're up to. Uh, we're going to start doing a few more uh, episodes, hopefully this year. And we're going to try to get up to two a month, and so one of those will feature our monthly charity, and then one is going to be in conversation with with people who love beer and hymns, with uh, band members, board members, with uh, songwriters. Hopefully, we're going to get Kevin McCrell, uh, the 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 writer of. Uh, all of the hard days are gone on here, and um, just lots of fun conversations. So this is kind of that, you know, first foray into that, is and and just to kind of give you an idea of of who we are. Um, when it comes down to beer and hymns, you know, historically, I I always want to make sure that I I say um, we're not the originators. Um, as much as I would love to lay claim to something of that nature, um, uh, we we certainly cannot. Um, beer and hymns is. Uh, you know, a concept, certainly one could draw lines well back into history, at least back into the 1600s, uh, uh, and I've read enough to see that. But kind of this modern thing that's come about as a movement um, has its origins in the UK back in the early 2000s and kind of quickly hopped across the pond. Um, it came to a festival called Wild Goose out in the Carolinas, and quickly people picked it up from those uh, events and took it back to their towns and communities. So you, you can find Beer and Hymns communities in Portland and, and Orange County and Austin and Denver and, and kind of all over the country. And I, and I started hearing about it um, from just different sources. Uh, I had a boss at a church in Little Rock tell me about it. I, we heard about it a little bit when we lived in the UK, but you know, never stumbled across one in, in Scotland at least. And But there was just something about it that just kept saying, I, I want to go to this. We couldn't find one, so we just said, well, let's, let's just do one. I, we've read enough, right? We can figure this out. And here we are, um, six years later, wow. almost. Um, wow, we got started in the summer of 16, 
and just playing some hymns in a in a pub and and now we've you know raised over a hundred thousand, over one hundred twenty thousand for different nonprofits Amazing. and um and I and I, I I still just can't help but feel we're only getting started. I think if you drew a Venn diagram of all the things that I love, hmm. beer and hymns would be right in the middle. So wow. we've got craft beer, we've got uh, community, oh. and raising money for nonprofits. So <laughs> I got the trifecta. So it, it was almost inevitable. Then, it was that meant you would to be. I think so. Our chair. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, that's a cool Venn diagram for for things to like as well, and and I'm very grateful to know where we stand in that. So, uh, I I need to um, take advantage of of your love for beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're sitting here with with uh, Gloria, and and she is our producer, and uh, she's been playing cello with beer and hymns not since the very beginning, but not with, from since the beginning at Bike Rack. So when we changed venues, you were there, I think, our first night uh, in, in August. Gloria, of did you move away 17. and then come back? Gosh, I miss. I knew that, and I missed you when the cello was gone. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you're back. That's a beautiful sound. It adds so much richness. I know it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a broken, broken uh, heart with, with being back, too, simultaneously. Oh. Uh, Gloria and her uh, her partner PJ moved up to New York in the fall of nineteen, um, and uh, doing some awesome stuff up there. And unfortunately, uh, you know, COVID happened, and um, like many, they got out of the city as quickly as they could in in uh, March of that year. And um, yeah, we're glad to have you home. But New York's uh, lost. I, I know our it's game. I know it's with mixed mixed emotions for you. So, but thanks for being a part of this. Um, I'm gonna get my tat- my tattoo. I promise. So your tattoo? Uh, I know. Your tattoo? See glorious. Oh, I'm on the hunt <laughs> for a tattoo. Gloria's got laugh that at the darkness commitment. on her arm. That is commitment. Yeah. She she has the heartbeat, I believe, of this organization. Probably uh, at least as much as me, if not more. Uh, and uh, yeah. Ken, do you have a tattoo? I do not. I don't have a tattoo of any sort, but I have been wanting to for years and was hoping to around the same time that she did. And then, but we were simultaneously planning a trip to Mexico and, uh, you know, was do, I was training for a triathlon at the time. So I was in and out of the water all the time. Can't get a tattoo wet. Knew we were going to Mexico. So I said, all right, well, I'll do it after that. And then I made excuses after yeah. that, and then COVID happened, and and so here we sit, and I and I still haven't done it, but um, I I love it, and if there was ever a message to actually get, I think "Laugh at the Darkness" is it for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We'll 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 take a picture and try to put it in the liner notes, maybe of of Gloria's tattoo that she's got on her arm. But even though I I know it means the end mm. for the you know, but it's my favorite moment, which is. When we sing the last song, um, laugh. Well, it's called "All of the Hard, All of the days, hard are days Are Gone,", are gone but right? it has yeah. this lyric, "Laugh yeah. at the Darkness." But it is it is so palpable. Yeah, um, I get tearful every single time, um, raising our glass and looking around the room and singing that song together and hoping and hoping and hoping that eventually all of the hard days will be gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting misty right now just mm. even thinking about it, but that song is, it seals the deal. Um, yeah, another another gift from uh, Chad Markley um, out of Orange County and uh, and and their beer and hymns. He, he said, you know, hey, we close out every one of these with this song, and, and so we did that for, for beer and carols when he came, and, and we've kept it ever since. And, and I know for a fact that there are several other Beer and hymns around that that use it um, was so fortunate. We we got to then reach out and uh, talk with Kevin McCrell, um, who's the the songwriter uh, from Ireland and uh, lives now, I believe, in upstate New York, uh, but goes back back home and tours and and tours in New York area and the Northeast. Um, and he just said, "Yeah, the song's yours. You can have it." And uh, uh, you know, you, you make sure to give me the credit, uh, but you're you're doing something good with it, and uh, we're just so so very very grateful for for that generosity. You know, that doesn't 
you don't see that in the music world. I don't think all that often that that somebody so willingly shares uh, their art with you in that way. The and, gift of a song, you know. I mean, is uh, w- the Com- Arkansas Community Foundation just received the gift of a song oh, last yeah. year, which I was like, what? How does that work? You know, I mean, I know about NFTs now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the gift of a song is so powerful. So that songwriter giving us the free reign or whatever to to use it, to record yeah. it, to still sing his song. It. Don't get me wrong, yeah, we're not, yeah, 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 but yes. but he he's given us the, the the rights to be able to use it and uh, and it's. It's just been so, so, uh, yeah, so amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, I feel like it's the signature of beer and hymns to close out with that song every yeah. at every sing along. Yeah, it's amazing. We, we, we gather together shoulder to shoulder, um, people raising their glasses and, and the chorus is all of the hard days are gone. It's all beer and whiskey and songs from now on laugh at the darkness and dance until dawn. All of the hard days are gone. And, you know, I, I think that that, for me, had so much meaning pre-pandemic. But to, to come back, and I, and I can remember for us in June of, of this past year was our first live event back. It was, it was Pride Month. We had a, a, an awesome charity. We were singing songs of the 80s and, and all of our old favorite hymns. And, and we closed out the night with All of the Hard Days Are Gone, as, as we do. And um, uh, people were weeping. Um, you know, just, uh, there's just something beautiful about the song. There's something beautiful about that coming together, that singing together. Um, there's even science behind it too. I was going to ask, yeah. community sing-alongs, like will lower yeah. your cortisol or whatever, blood pressure and all that good stuff. There's well, something, uh, there's something to it. They, Don't quote me. <laughs> well, no, but I, I can, I can at least tell you this one, 100% is singing together will literally sync up the human heartbeat. So when, when we sing together as one, uh, your heartbeats literally sync up with the person standing next to you. Uh, and so when you do that in a choir or in a large group sing-along, you're literally joining your spirits together in a palpable way. Scientists uh, in Europe have, have, have proven this, and, and it's just amazing. So there is something truly supernatural to, to music and, and, and art, and it has a way uh, of drawing us together in a way that, that goes beyond what we can see uh, and hear. Uh, it, it literally moves our our bodies. Um, art art moves us. Um, art heals us. Oh, mm-hmm. say more. Uh, yeah, I just so I'm a social worker. That's been my calling. I think since I was four years old, and we adopted my baby brother, and mm. I learned what a social worker was. So, anyway, um, I've always been, and 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 I have to. I don't have to. I get to walk the talk. You know, I help people support nonprofits and support their favorite causes. I am a small donor, but I donate to several causes. I've always given to human service, social service organizations, Mm. just kind of as a rule, you know, it's like people first. But then I was so moved once at a performance at Theater Squared. It was um, a show called Viet Gone, and it was about the um, Vietnamese refugees who came to um, Fort Chaffee and in Fort Smith. And, and so I, I watched this performance, which was incredible. And at the end of that show, I looked to my left and I saw a man and I am assuming (laughs) that he was a Vietnam vet, Mm -hmm. just the way he looked, um, the way he was dressed, the age that he was. And he was sitting there weeping Mm -hmm. because I, I assume again, that I, that this was the first time that he felt seen and thanked Mm -hmm. for the role that he played. Mm -hmm. And I went home and I said, I'm making a donation to this Mm. arts organization, which I never thought I would support an arts organization because it seemed like a nice to have Mm. and not a need to have Mm, mm -hmm. until I Mm -hmm. realized in that moment that man experienced healing. Our community was experiencing healing. There's so much, you know, uh, angst over the Vietnam War. And yet in that moment, we all saw each other's perspectives Mm. and there was real healing that took place. Mm. And so, yes, art moves us. And I think that art heals us. I've got nothing to add to that. It's so much more important than I ever thought as a social worker Mm -hmm. for many years. Um, I just think art is 
critically important to us as a society. Hmm. You know, it's, um, I haven't, I, I, and, and still largely do not think of myself as an artist. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and, That's ridiculous. And, well, and let, let, let me explain why. Sorry, I'm okay. just um, cutting your quote off and saying that is the re- most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me explain why, okay? Uh, because I view myself as a performer, right? I view an artist as somebody creating original content. Uh, and, and I have at times in my life, I have created original content before. Casey and I used to songwrite together. We have created original content before. That kind of thing. And, and, and so in those specific moments, I see that. Um, but I've, I've struggled with that relationship of, of artistry and performer and the difference and the variance between them. And, and, and lose, and, and frankly, lose sight of, of the power of what it is that I, I get to do, right? Um, it, you don't see, as a performer very often, the impact of what you're doing makes, right? You, you don't see uh, how that moves somebody often. Um, you're lucky if you can kind of glimpse somebody's face and go, Oh, they're feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's a very rewarding moment. I feel like, but it, it's uh, for 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 me at least. It might not be true for all performers, but that that that's a very powerful moment. But it's rare, and it's even rarer that someone comes forward and speaks it. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll say, "Oh, that was great, that was fun," but you don't you don't catch what that really means to them, um, and so it's it's just a beautiful reminder that actually what what music does it does move people, it heals people, it, it really can have that powerful difference in someone's life. Uh, and it, you know, and then you, you immediately go back to, well, I've never gave to, to arts organizations, but I immediately did in that moment. Mm-hmm. And you saw the beauty and the power of that. And it, that for me took me back to high school. Um, and going, oh yeah, like somebody, an educator, uh, <laughs> Mr. Norton, um, I doubt you're listening, but if you are, <laughs> you know, you, you spoke into me and you, you, you gave me art and you gave me music in a, in a new and powerful way. I'm thinking of uh, other teachers and mentors, William Perry Morgan, Don Honeycutt, Dr. Bernhardt, these uh, wonderful people that, that mentored me in musicianship and, and songwriting and singing and le- voice lessons and acting and, and other things and um, yeah, those things do. They don't just heal the people listening. They heal the performer, too. Um, and, and that's just so, so true and so, so palpable. Um, all right. So we I need just to have go to back say, and circle back. You're producing original things. content right now. This is artistry. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and you produce an original experience twice a month. No. Yeah. So you might not have written the songs and you might be just just performing the songs, which, <laughs> listen, I would cut off my left arm to be able to produce any kind of music. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, there is a reason that I don't sing the songs, and that is because I'm pretty much tone deaf. But actually, I can hear that I sound terrible, so I'm not tone deaf. <laughs> I just can't produce the correct tone. But anyway, um, you produce an experience a unique, yeah. original, yeah. one of a kind um, that you can't even recreate the next week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I love those. Um, I love watching when people stumble upon beer and hymns, mm. and they're not there intentionally. They're just there because the universe has smiled on them, and they mm. got lucky enough to experience it. <laughs> um, and it's so wonderful to watch them catch on like Mm, what's mm, going on and really start to enjoy it. And yeah, it's amazing. I think that was one of my favorite things that, that really changed stuff for us was when we added the cover songs, because there would often be a point where people would turn in the early days and all we were, all we were singing was hymns and, you know, two or three hymns in, they kind of go, I don't know about this, you know, and and this isn't my thing. And I get it. Like I'm, 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 I'm frankly fully supportive of that for that matter. Um, but we added that, that cover song. And so, Hey, look, you know, this hymn, this, this old school, uh, you know, Christian text is not your thing. Cool. 
I get it. The next, but stick around. The next one's going to be Bob Dylan or, or, or whatever. Right. And and people began to to do that, and and they they would give it that little extra time. Uh, and by the end, they were singing all of the hard days with us, you know. And I, I have seen that moment happen so so many times, and, and that I think is one of the the coolest parts about it. You know, people people, you know, I I, I remember, and I don't get to often do this anymore. But we, we pass out song sheets to everybody so everyone can join in and sing along with us. It's not just, hey, show up and I hope you know the lyrics. No, we, we've got lyrics, you know, handing out and everything like that. And so beforehand, uh, I used to be able to do this. I don't have the time anymore. We, we've got a 10-piece band half the time. So there's a lot of setup involved. But um, we'll pass out these song sheets. And I, you would hand them to people that had never been. And, you know, eh, no, no thanks, but, you know, we'll, we'll stick around for the first couple of songs or something, see what y'all are like. Um, but, and then also every now and then, okay, I'll take one out of pity. And, and then they'll, you, you see them, like, looking through and, and pointing and, and go, oh, that's, that's a good song. And, oh, my God, they're singing that. And, you know, w- you can see those different reactions. And then the community starts coming. Mm-hmm. And the, the singing starts happening and the the charities start to share and the and the buckets get passed and by the end of the night they've liked us on Facebook they're they're fans they're going to be there the next time and and that's how we grow and 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 the, the charities that we involve with they invite their people and and their people go huh beer and hymns I don't know mm-hmm. um there's that skeptical thing that comes up for people I, I 1,000% get that from every side of that conversation. Whether you're a person of faith uh, or a person uh, of, uh, you know, who, who is no longer a part of that tradition, who, who has uh, gotten out of the church world, a person who has no uh, relationship to Christianity whatsoever, uh, they're able to find a way to still sit down and relate with what we're doing once we get the music going, right? Like, this, once the song starts happening... People see that community start to take shape and the hands start to reach out and come join us, come sit with us, come sing with us, come be a part of this. Um, those have been some of my favorite interactions is, is people who want absolutely nothing to do with the world of church. Right. Um, and, and please hear me, friends. Uh, if you're a person who, who loves the church, I get it, and I love you, and I'm glad that you have that. If you're a person who cannot stand the church, I get it, I hear that, I love that, and you still have a place at the table at Beer and Hymns, because that's not what we are. We're not a church. We're not up there offering a prayer or a bait-and-switch or, or inviting you to come to our congregation or, or, or be a part of anything. We're inviting you to be a part of this community, Northwest Arkansas. We are inviting you to be a part of of giving back and making your community a better place. We're, a part, we're inviting you to be a part of something that says we can do this together. Yeah. It's so much like a church, but not a church because it is, we're going to make this community better together. And there's the fellowship, you know? And so there's there, if it's like the, it's like the good stuff of church, <laughs> <laughs> you know, without the politics, without the politicking, right? Yeah. Without yeah. the yeah. guilt, without yeah. the proselytizing. Yeah. It is yeah. just, it's yeah. the great music and great fellowship. Yeah. Leave your shame the at number, the door. The two things yeah. that people look for yeah. in a church, <laughs> great music and good fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> Take that and leave the rest. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, we, we do get asked why beer and hymns and uh, Partly because it's not our idea in the first place, right? Like we we, we came across this from somewhere else, and uh, we're not going to mess with that and 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 try to to, to mess around with it. But uh, it it has a a unique power to it that that allows people from across traditions and understandings and, uh, and expressions of faith or or, or not uh, and everywhere in between to to come together and sing some songs. Um, you know, one of my, my good, good buddies, we, Casey and I used to live in Edinburgh, Scotland and, uh, and our buddy Andy there, uh, we, um, got to, uh, meet, I have no idea. We, 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 we were invited to play, uh, a, a songwriter night at this local music venue and we were early in the set, you know, we, we were Americans not known by anybody and, uh, what are y'all doing here? But Casey and I played some fun songs of ours and, and love songs that we had written and that kind of thing. And, and Andy is a cellist. Um, and, 
He, he's my, my first jealous love, Gloria. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, he came up to us in the middle of the night and just said, Hey, you know, I, I, I loved your music. I love, uh, you know, loved you guys. If you ever want a cellist or just want to get together and jam, I'd, I'd love to play with you. And so we immediately started making music together. And, um, uh, not long after we left, uh, Andy became part of a, a community that was like a, uh, it was like church, but for people of no faith. Uh, it was, I, I, I want to say that they called it atheist church. I, I don't remember that that for sure is what they called it, but irrelevant. It was, the point was that fostering of community, mm-hmm. that coming together. And they would sing songs, uh, songs that, that had, you know, meaning or power or hope or, or represented love, whatever that might be. But there's something, I think, within us uh, as people, as, 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 as human beings that, that, is, that seeks out um, communal art, that seeks out uh, communal ways of expressing uh, love, um, anger, uh, frustration, whatever that might be, we we're actually we want to find a way to do that with each other, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that I think is a beautiful part of what the the art, the music, and the coming together enables for us. Yeah, so. I think about uh, the two major conversations we've had in the last two years. <laughs> One was obviously all around the pandemic. You know, oh, and yeah. what's going on, and what <laughs> it's are the been numbers? The only con- what's whatever. the other conversation? I don't even know that we've had one. Have it, we? it has. <laughs> The other conversation is all around consuming and digesting and relating what kind of art we're into at the moment. Mm. It's, you know, what are you watching? What are you binging? What, have you seen this? I mean, I feel like even at my book club, we're, we get together to talk about a book and we talk as much about what we're watching right. as we do yep. what we're reading, you know, yep. and, but it is, it's a, it's, it's about the connection. It's about relating to somebody else and and understanding what they took away from that experience or that piece of art. Like, mm. did you get the same feeling that I got? Mm. Did you understand it to mean the same? Did it have the same symbolism for you as it did for me? I mean, I feel like those are the two conversations we've had: pandemic mm-hmm. and what are you watching? Mm. What are you streaming? What are you listening to? What I, are you reading? I love. I, I feel like one of the things that the pandemic has done, and I, I don't think it's done it for everybody, but I, I think it's done it for a lot of people, though. Uh, and I and I hope this is true ac- across the world. Um, it seems to have changed our conversations. I I, I used to dread going to events or parties or, or, or things because so many times the conversations were so surface level and 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 cheap and shallow, and you're just like, man. I got better things to do with my time. Like, no, no offense to whoever I'm having that conversation with, but like, I, I, I've got better things to do with my time. And it seems like that conversation has changed. Like, I, I get together with people that oh, oftentimes it would be a quick surface level thing, and instead it's way deeper now. Uh, we, the seem, it seems like we're, we're saying no to so many of the, um, I'm I'm falling short of words. Just the the surface levelness of life, and instead we we are in many ways seeing a bit more of the humanity in one another. Um, again, I know that's not across the board, but whatever little bit of movement towards that, uh, towards grace, towards love, towards uh, compassion, um, that that society might be making shifts uh, in uh, is such a good good thing. Um, and, and I think to me that that, again, you know, we keep, we're talking about beer and hymns. That's what this episode's about tonight, right? Um, but that's, that's what we want to be about is moving people towards a greater sense of compassion and love and empathy of their neighbor, right? That's, that's how we become community. And I feel like we foster that even at beer and hymns and not even, not in an intentional way. It's not like, okay, here's your table tent and this is the thing you should talk about. Not like you're saying, here's an icebreaker question, but built into beer and hymns naturally. I remember this is a specific example. Um, you're playing a Michael Jackson song mm. and the, I was sitting at a table with people I had just met that night because they had slid down on the little picnic table at bike rack and said, Hey, you can sit here, you know, join us. We sat down. And when that Michael Jackson song came on, um, 
we started talking about where were you when you heard Michael Jackson died, mm. you know? And so mm. it's another kind of, to your point, um, less surface. Now, is it a really deep, meaningful moment when Michael Jackson died for every single person? Maybe yes, maybe no. But, you know, he was an icon and he Certainly, was somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and we remember. I mean, I remember I was on the way to set up for a nonprofit gala when I heard Michael Jackson. Oh, died. really? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's like other things like when the Challenger exploded or when 9-11 happened. You just yeah. remember that moment when you heard the news. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I think those conversations happen. Because you're sharing a table, you're you're yeah. sharing a a bench, you're you're you know sitting side by side with somebody that you've never met before. You can't just sit there and ignore that person. <laughs> well, you can. You, Some people well, will try. Can. Yeah, but <laughs> I think you'd ha- find it really hard to do so at beer and hymns. Yeah, because sure. there is just this openness that exists in that space. Yeah, I think I love I think I love the theme uh, in particular, Dead Poet Society. We we've done that most Octobers, and uh, you know. All, all music by artists who have who have gone, uh, especially those who've gone too early. Uh, you know, so you, you mentioned Michael Jackson, but, uh, you know, I, I do the same for uh, Tom Petty, Aretha Franklin, uh, Amy Winehouse. Though that one's, Amy, Amy's a bit harder to play sometimes at Beer and Hymns. But, you know, like using uh, they, those those artists, they, they spark conversations as well, you know. And, oh, I remember when... She she died. He died, or or, or whatever. Um, so Jody is uh, chair of the board for Beer and Hymns. Beer and Hymns now uh, in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, we uh, bring people together to raise our glasses, raise our voices, and raise funds uh, for other nonprofits. And um, we uh, have so much fun. But what what is what is your role in that? You know, you're you're not up on stage with me, uh, you know, talking to the charities. You're, you're not singing. I, I think from what you've said, we all appreciate that probably. <laughs> but what 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 is your role uh, other than making sure that I do my job? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as the chair of the board, it's my privilege, I think, to be able to bring some of what I've learned in my twenty some years in working for for nonprofits. Um, as the employee, I get to bring mm. some of that experience of the inner workings of how a nonprofit operates and bring that to the board. So I think my role is um, going to be to help shore up some of our internal processes from yeah. the board's perspective. I can't tell you anything about choosing songs. I can't tell you anything <laughs> about what chord to play this in. I can't tell you anything about the music, but I can um, help, I think, provide some guidance on the operations side yeah, exactly. of the nonprofit side. So just keeping things, you know, all in good shape when it comes to the IRS. I mean, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, just like the nonprofits we support. So my role is to remind Ken and remind the rest of the board that, hey, occasionally it's okay to ask for people to support our work (laughs) as well as supporting the nonprofits that we want to um, raise our glass and raise our voices and raise funds for. And if you would like to do that, dear listener, you can do that by giving on Venmo at Beer and Hymns Charity, or you can go to our website, beerandhymns.com, and donate right now. We would be so, so grateful. Uh, we would love your sponsorship and support as well, if, if that's something you're interested in. Yeah. Since you were going there, yeah, I might I'm as well let you plug go it. Go for right? it. Yeah. So that's kind of my role as the chair. Um, it's great because as the chairman, you know, all the other board members are doing a lot of the heavy lifting there. You know, we got Bree who's working on finding and vetting the nonprofits that we're going to partner with. And we've got Jeff who's working on strategic direction of the organization. And we've got Casey and Gloria working magic when it comes to the marketing. And I kind of just get to work alongside those teams um, mm. and, and help lead the board um, just and and be a really a sounding board and mm-hmm. a thought partner and somebody for you can to check your gut instinct with and say hey I'm thinking this what do you think mm-hmm. I mean I feel like as when I've been a nonprofit director having a board chair that I could just call anytime with a question with uh you know I have a wild hair I got a mm-hmm. really bizarro idea I want to see I'm going to run this up the flagpole was that going to work or not work you know um, so just someone to bounce ideas off with. Yeah, I I think that that's you know that's been one of my favorite pieces um, of of all the chairs that I've had. Uh, I'm exceptionally uh, excited to have you in this role uh, for for these two years, and and uh, because of the experience that you come 
to our board with. Uh, having worked with nonprofits for 20 plus years, having worked uh, not just with them but for them, and 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 you've you've sat in this position as as executive director uh, before, and so you kind of have both sides of that perspective. You've served on boards, you uh, you work here now with the foundation, Arkansas Community Foundation, and and connecting others with giving and and making those opportunities uh, available. Um, so to me, I just know, I mean. I'm a musician. <laughs> that's that's where I started. My I, I majored in music. I minored in theater back in college, and uh, you know, so I count to four. I sometimes count to six if it's a really weird song, seven, uh, you know, or five or eleven. But I mean, those are uh, the rare moments. And uh, so, having people with your expertise, your experience, uh, to be surrounded by such wonderful voices, uh, we we I feel like Beer and Hymns as an organization. Me as a founder, it, it's such a uh, unbelievable blessing uh, to to be surrounded by such intelligent uh, and giving and empathetic uh, people um, that want to see their community made uh, to be a, a better place for everyone involved. Uh, to to uh, to be able to lift up um, the voices that that get left out that get shoved to the side and and every single one i i i see involved with us uh brings that in in different ways and it's so wonderful yeah we live in a really unique area of the country in northwest arkansas i feel like um nonprofit community support is just in the DNA. It's like they pump it into the water or something because um, our major corporations are really interested in giving back. Our leadership of our communities, our our business leaders are interested in giving back. And so in some communities, you know, it's like one social service organization or one church um, doing all the doing all the community involvement or community mm, development. Mm-hmm. And, and we all feel that sense of ownership here. Yeah. Agreed. There's just so many, I mean, I, I, if I have a regret as, as who we are and what we do is that we can't serve more of them. Right. Because there are just, uh, so many wonderful nonprofits in this community and so many people, uh, doing things to, to give back, um, to, to make a difference, to, uh, to, to laugh at the darkness, yeah. you know? I think we have a really unique um, opportunity to lift up smaller nonprofits and growing and emerging and grassroots organizations. You know, like the the uh, American National Bloody Blah does not need beer and hymns right, to right, promote right. them. But the small homegrown uh, nonprofit that doesn't even have a paid staff person could really benefit from, uh, you know, us sharing the spotlight and yeah. shining our spotlight on them and, and vice versa. We learn and benefit from them and they hopefully um, can benefit from us too. So. Yeah. Uh, Essentials Outreach comes to mind. Um, small nonprofit here. I don't think they have a, a single employee. You know, their budget annually is, I, I believe, under, I know under $30,000 a year. I, I think it's even less than that. And, and we're able to be a major contribution in that to the extent that they were able to open up a third location um, because we were able to increase their giving by $5,000 a year. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, to an organization like uh, the uh, Down Syndrome Connection of Northwest Arkansas, very small, hired their first employee this past year. So dollars go a really long way and make amazing impacts in those kind of organizations and we get to foster uh, an ongoing uh, and living relationship with those people as well and uh, I, I love getting to work with those types and of it groups. might not always yeah. just be dollars you know somebody might oh, no. hear yeah. of an organization that they never heard of before and go oh my gosh I want to roll up my sleeves and get involved that's my thing I want to be a part of that and so yeah we can help um, or find organiz- an organization that they could use those services of for that matter too. True. Very true. Uh, that, that to me, I think has been one of the coolest parts is seeing organizations that get presented and go, Oh man, I know somebody or I am somebody that could use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had no idea we even had something of that nature available in our community. Um, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of wonderful charities, but we don't know about them all though. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's an important piece of the, the puzzle. Uh, today we've been joined by Jody Dilday. She is with the Arkansas Community Foundation. Thanks so much for being with us. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, 
I think probably the longest session that I've even ever had. So I, I I'm very surprised, but like we just kept talking and I love that. It's the longest one on one conversation you and I have ever had too. You know, that's that's very true. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're all we're almost always in a group setting. Right. So exactly. that's very true. So it, it has been a joy to get to know you better, to uh, uh, to hear um, your your love for, for this organization and, and uh, as well what uh, your hopes and dreams and visions are for us. Um, I am just so grateful for what you bring to the table and for, for how you are shaping and, and changing and uh, guiding us uh, and leading uh, me in, in what we're doing. And so, so thank you for all that you give and for all that you bring, not just to Beer and Hymns, but to our community because it goes well beyond uh, us. Um, you do so much in Northwest Arkansas and this community, I think, owes you a big big thank you. Well, thank you. I am so proud to be a part of Beer and Hymns. I feel like it is the best, um, best kept secret. We're going to change that, but you know, it is just, um, such a, it, it truly embodies what community means when you are at a Beer and Hymns event and you lead that, you create that space every time we gather. And so I'm grateful to you for taking that concept that you heard about and were introduced to and just taking it um, and making it more like Northwest Arkansas. Just mm-hmm. a few little adjustments mm-hmm. and tweaks that you've made have created an event that is unique to Northwest Arkansas and um, much needed. And I think there is a space, uh, you fill a niche, um, that it's, it's, it's just really a pleasure to be a part of Beer and Hymns. Cheers. Laugh of the Darkness is produced by BeerandHymns.com. Special thanks to Gloria Echevarria and PJ Bradford for all their behind-the-scenes work. From editing together this podcast, managing our social media, and just keeping me in line and on task. I couldn't do it without you. Our podcast theme music is composed by folk singer-songwriter and artist Kevin McCrell. You can check out more of his music and art at kevinmcrell.com. Other special thanks to Matt Nelson, our brilliant pianist and band leader. He has recorded all our podcast music. And to all our sponsors, Bike Rack Brewing Company, the CFO Network, Kind Creative Company, First National Bank of Northwest Arkansas, the Neighborhood Church, and First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. To Dr. Donna Johnson and Neil Pumford, Jenna and often Austin Evans, for your endless support, we are so very grateful. And most importantly, thanks to you, our listeners, for checking out Laugh at the Darkness. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. Leave us a review and share it with your friends. My name is Ken Weatherford. We'll be back next month with more stories to Laugh at the Darkness.